Father, we thank you that you who sees the end from the beginning are the leader in this march, not just of revival, but of the end time harvest. Father, minister your word to us clearly, individually, that we will minister your word in the ways you have approved, in the manner in which you have called at this peculiar times, that the revival you yearn to bring about will be fully manifest, not a little bit left out. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Please be seated. I give God thanks for the privilege of sharing word with you and uh, my brother and our Father in the Lord, Venerable Samike and my co-priests. Thank God for that privilege. Can we say, fear not, stand firm, you will see the salvation of the Lord. But does that stand firm mean be a spectator? I believe that this Moses' statement was misunderstood or misinterpreted, which is why God needed to uh, give a little bit of explanation to it. Now, it was God that led the children of Israel to Pihahirot. At the beginning of the chapter, God specifically told Moses, take them through this way. I want them to be sandwiched between the sea and the coming army. I'm saying this because don't think that the devil got a victory over the church by the emergence of coronavirus disease. Don't think Satan ambushed the church, overcame the church, and yes, COVID is here, and the church is powerless, and the church is one foot behind. Don't make that mistake. I did see a WhatsApp chat circulating that Satan brought out COVID-19 so that we can stop having crusades. And I said to the person who sent it, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. COVID and other things that are pestilences only come and can only come when the heavenlies have released it. When you read Revelations, you see that the Bible says, one of the living creatures said, come, and then something will come upon the earth. It is when God has so decreed, permitted, allowed, that anything can come upon the earth. And even when God permitted disaster to overtake Job, God was not just in control of the timing, God was in control of the extent. God said clearly, you can touch him, touch his family, but don't touch his life. And later, God permitted him to have illness, 
but not to die. And when you read Revelation, you also see that whenever God allows something or the living creature calls something upon the earth, that there are clear boundaries given to whatever it is as a pestilence or an earthquake or whatever. God is in super tight control of what happens on the earth. Can you say God is in super tight control? Super tight. So much in control that when people come to slaughter in a community, in the midst of the confusion, God is in charge and has decided who will live, who will die, who will be wounded, who will not have a scratch. In the midst of what has happened and what is happening on the earth, make no mistakes about it. God didn't just know. He didn't wake up to see COVID-19. God has been preparing the church for COVID-19, though we may not have known. Hallelujah. So, God is not taking unawares. Yet, in the midst of these situations, God has clearly told us that we are going to have revival. And we have known that when there is revival, the church overflows with people who are repenting. There are meetings that are spontaneous, which we may not even be in control and say that it's going to end at this time. Yet, at such a time as this, God is saying there is revival. God is moving us on. He has shown us the way. A way we have never been before. There are mountains to climb. There are valleys to cross. But before us there is an open door. God is moving us on. He has shown us the way. A way we have never been before. There are mountains to climb. There are valleys to cross. But before us there is an open door. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. My people rejoice in the Lord. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. My people rejoice in the Lord. And so, Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm in the midst of COVID restrictions, lockdowns. See the salvation of the Lord. 
which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. But this statement needs to be understood in its proper context. Someone may think it means stand with hands akimbo and be watching on, standing as you are and be a spectator. As some of us might be wont to be, I, I confess when the restrictions came and things were being scaled down, I was finding it difficult to get my bearings right. I was finding it difficult, how am I exactly going to operate now? I was quite used to a structured way of evangelism and getting people to hear the word of God. And with the things that were happening, it was a little bit difficult for me to get oriented. Amen. Maybe some of us experience that. Some of us may be adopting a sit-down-and-look attitude in the midst of our challenges to the progression of the things God has told us about. Maybe you are doing, let's see what God will do in your individual life, in your family, in our communities, and quite probably in this COVID-19, that's what we're doing. Let's sit down and look. Let's sit down and see. Let's just be spectators. But you see, God does not want us to be spectators. Hallelujah. Can you say, neighbor? Neighbor. Don't be a spectator. Move forward. A little aside, sometimes people say, when you're between the rock and the hard place, where do you go? When you're between the devil and the deep blue sea, how do you move? Well, this place has given me the answer. Which direction is the place God had told you to go? Head there. God had told them they were to go to Sinai, right? And God said, why are you doing what you are doing? Tell the people to move where? Forward. So when you're between the rock and the hard place, Head where God had told you. Hallelujah. I want us to understand what standing firm means from the scripture. Can we get to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9, in the New International Version? Are we there? Okay. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. Let's read it together. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. So standing firm means don't allow your confidence in the Lord to be moved, but continue to do the things that God expects you to do, fully assured that God will do that which he has said. When you have that attitude, you are standing firm. Amen? Amen? But I want to, first of all, make us clear on what moving forward is not. 
Sometimes when you are defining something, it's important to say what it is not so that you can be clear where you should not go. Moving forward is not a change of God's revealed pattern. Hello? Moving forward is not to change the way the scripture has said that Jesus is to be served, God is to be worshipped. It is not to remove things from God's service so as to please man. Let that sink into our ears very well. I remember the king Ahaz. Ahaz had a challenge from several nations and he recognized the authority and power of the king of Assyria. And uh, he did quite a lot of things to please the king of Assyria. He went, met him in Damascus, saw an altar that he was uh, worshipping in there, and he got the priest, Rija, to change the design and build that type of altar and put in the house of God and kept the right one aside and went before this wrong one. But that wasn't the only thing he did. Whenever we compromise, it removes our distinctive futures as men of God. Let's get to 2 Kings chapter 16. We are looking at what moving forward should never be. NIV verse 18. Are you there? Okay. He took away the Sabbath canopy that had been built at the temple and removed the royal entryway outside the temple of the Lord in deference to the king of Assyria. He did it to please the king of Assyria. If we read from the message version, uh, 2 Kings 16, 17 and 18, then King Ahaz proceeded to plunder the temple furniture of all its bronze. He stripped the bronze from the temple furnishings, even salvaged the four bronze oxen that supported the huge base in the sea, and set the sea unceremoniously on the stone pavement. Finally, he removed any distinctive features from within the temple that were offensive to the king of Assyria. Making progress, moving forward, can never be a compromise of what the Lord has said, what the scripture has prescribed, because eventually what it does is to remove every distinctive future of you as a, as a servant of God, as a child of God, and as the Spirit dwelling in us. Compromising one thing never satisfies the enemy. That's one thing we need to be wise about. When you compromise in one area, Satan is never satisfied. He will continue 
His intent is that you will remove every distinctive feature of you being a child of God, of Jesus dwelling in him, on you. In these COVID-19 times, and indeed all times, never deviate from, never alter the way the scripture prescribes Jesus is served and God is worshipped. That's no progress. Let me say that again. In these COVID-19 times, and indeed at all times, never deviate from. Can we say never deviate from? Never alter the way scripture prescribes. Jesus is served and God is worshipped. Let's give some examples. One of the beautiful things about the word of God is that you can always find a precedent of what you are going through in what has happened in the word of God. There is nothing new under the sun. That's one of the beautiful things of the scripture. Look, God will open your eyes. Paul, when he was in Jerusalem, faced a similar situation. After his first defense, the Lord Jesus appeared to him and said, Fear not, Paul, as you have borne witness to me in Jerusalem, you will also bear witness to me in Rome. By every dint of assurance, his next destination was Rome. The next place he was expected to minister was Rome. Yet, he was in prison. He was in a lockdown, enforced by soldiers. Hey, does that sound similar? Aha! He was in a lockdown. He couldn't move. How was that revival going to come? How could he go out? Do you know that the governor Felix seemed to offer him a compromise position? Governor Felix would send for him from time to time, expecting him to give a little money, just a little cash, so that he could go his way. And you know, we could rationalize it. I'm innocent. I haven't done anything. If I give him the money, it will just buy me the freedom to go and do what the Lord has said that I should do. I'm not meant to be in Jerusalem. The Lord has said that I'm supposed to go. And this man is keeping me here. How long did he stay there? Two years. So, moving forward can never be compromised. Can never be rationalizing the principles of Scripture so as to do the greater good. That reasoning does not come from heaven. It comes from the enemy, and it spoils everything that you put forth your hand to do. Amen? Thank you. So, no lies, no bribes, so that we can have access to minister or space to do the work of God. Explore other ways to revival. Explore other ways to reach people. And that's what Paul did. He wasn't able to go out, 
So he wrote letters and sent them out. Thank God for the prison letters that we have. He was in prison in Jerusalem. He was in prison in Rome. And we have a number of those letters that he wrote whilst in prison. I believe that God intended for him to have those letters written and arrange these stops so that he saw no other thing to do but to write, to encourage. And the generations of the churches have the blessings from those times Paul was kept in quarantine. Hallelujah. Okay. So you can't get to people. How many of you are on Facebook? Come on, if you're on Facebook and I see your hand. If you know how to get to Facebook, get there. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Go and open your Facebook page. Open one. Recognize your co-workers, people that you are acquainted with. Make them your friends on Facebook. How many of you are on WhatsApp? Are you on WhatsApp? Are you on WhatsApp? Okay. You know about your WhatsApp status? When you put something on your WhatsApp status, it's available to all your contacts for 24 hours. So many of us are using it to advertise business. What a wonderful way to advertise Jesus. One day, I put something on my status, and when I looked, I saw that over 104 people had looked at it. I said, wow, in one day, in one day, if I were calling a crusade and 100 people came, you know how much money I would have had to spend? But just to put something on my status, and in less than 24 hours, over a hundred people had read it. If you can afford Instagram, get there. Amen? Get there. These are opportunities for interfacing with people which heaven intends for the gospel. Evangelism data now includes downloads. Iran had prided itself that it was a closed Muslim nation. But you see, the number of downloads of U-version Bible in Iran broke a record. Get there. The internet was not designed by Satan. Don't think so. The internet was designed from the heart of God for such a time as this. Get there. Get there. Put into cyberspace the word of the gospel. Interface with people at minimal costs. I was invited to a Zoom meeting from a ministry, and it was a Zoom meeting that all the world was to be, well, all people could be in. My children were with me the other day. There was a meeting, and 
my son was asking me, is this person from China? And I said, yes. There are 12 noon global prayer meetings that you have access to with other ministers of God groaning for nations. And if we didn't have this lockdown, we may not be able to come together for such global gatherings. And in such prayer meetings, online are over 100 people from so many places interceding for the nations. Get there. Stop standing around. Amen. Amen. Phone calls. Even the health profession is using e-consults effectively. Follow-up can be very effectively done. You know, I don't want to advertise any platform. Please, if I seem to be, just forgive me. I am not. Some of these platforms, you don't have to pay for the first 40 or 60 minutes. And I know that a follow-up Bible class lasts just about that long. So if the person is not able to come and meet with you physically, you are able to interface with the person, seeing the person, talking with the person. What more do we need? And you can interface with as many as you need to interface with for free. So, the lockdown is not a disadvantage. It is an opportunity. Get there. So we don't have to discuss and decide over certain things. We simply need to walk in through the doors that the Lord is making for us. Hallelujah. Prayer meetings can be done on WhatsApp. Prayer meetings can be done on Zoom. Prayer meetings can be done through other different ways. And the Lord himself is hearing and bringing it to pass. Hallelujah. So, I want us to realize that God's intent is that we be no spectator, but that we go through the Red Sea. Paul didn't just write letters. Paul made use of his citizenship rights as a Roman to appeal to Caesar. Paul's modus operandi used to be he will go to a place and visit the synagogue of the Jews and after that get to the Gentiles. Now he was not able to move as a free man. But somewhere along the line, the Holy Ghost reminded him, Paul, you are a Roman citizen and this citizenship isn't just so that you will not be flogged with scourging. It is also to get you to where I want you to go. And so Paul said, I am supposed to be in Caesar's court. I appeal to Caesar. And there was the answer. He was now by law 
to be escorted. <laughs> the man who was not permitted to move, now those people had to move him with military escort in the direction that Jesus had told him two years ago that he was supposed to go. We will never compromise. We will never alter the principles of the scripture. But we will get to where the Holy Ghost has asked us to go in Jesus' name. Think outside the box. But think within the boundaries of the word of God. Not only was it at this time that Paul was... uh, in a situation he didn't anticipate. When Paul had said in the ship, I perceive that this voyage will be fraught with danger and loss, not only of our lives, but also of the goods. Let's not go on this voyage. In disobedience, the ship captain, the centurion, by vote, decided to move forward and they hit the Euroclidon. Now, that resulted in Paul for a minimum of 14 days shutting himself in in intercessory prayers with the other brethren that were with him. And the Holy Spirit sent an angel who said to him, I have graciously given you the people that are with you not a life will be lost, but you must be cast on a certain island. That island was not on Paul's itinerary. Paul did not know the people there. Paul didn't even know the name. It was when they got there that they knew that the name of that island was Melita. And Paul designs a different strategy to minister the word of God. He went on a courtesy call. Can you say courtesy call? Courtesy call. He went to Publius's house on a courtesy call. Thank you so much. People have been so kind to us. Thank you. Ah, what's wrong with your father? He's stooling blood. Oh, can I pray for him? And he lays hands on Publius's father prays for him, and for three months, revival comes in an unscheduled stop in an unknown place. Why? Paul recognizes that God is working his counsel through all things, even when people around you are disobedient. Paul did not grouch and say, I told these people, I warned them, they refused to listen to me. Neither should we sit down and bewail the COVID-19 statistics and say, people are not obeying. As a result of this, their disobedience, a second lockdown is looming. No. Know this for sure. God is in super tight control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop waiting to see what God will do with COVID-19. See what you can do for God in the pandemic. What did we say? Stop waiting to see what God will do. 
see what you can do for God in the pandemic. Now, the underground church in those years, when they were not permitted to gather, would have birthdays, weddings, one thing or the other that would give them opportunity to meet. We may not use that now. There is a restriction on specific gatherings, and we want to uh, recognize and help out with what legitimate authority is doing to make things well. But when we look around us, we can see legitimate platforms to meet people with the gospel. I know of someone who has arranged a meeting to talk about COVID and as a result, give the word of God. We can do that. We can do more. What does Isaiah 26 verse 8 teach us about waiting for God? Waiting for God. Isaiah 26 verse 8 says, In the paths of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. Simply put, Waiting for God is not standing in one place. Waiting for God is walking along the paths of his judgments. Waiting for God is doing the thing the Lord has told you from his word to do with joy, fully expectant of his intervention. Hallelujah. We wait for God, not by standing still as spectators, but moving along his paths. That's how to stand firm. Are you waiting for his intervention in your life, for a husband, or for something else? Walk in love, walk in obedience, walk in the paths of his will and of judgment. That's how to wait. That's how to stand firm. Now, as we close, Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. When was that scripture fulfilled? Was it while they were standing in one location? No. It was fulfilled when they moved in faith across the Red Sea. And when their obedience was complete, God brought about that and ended the threat of the Egyptian army for all time. Brethren, let's walk in faith across the Red Sea. As our obedience is complete, I fully expect that God would have dealt with COVID-19 his own way, his own time. He will bring about his word. God is moving us on. He is leading the way. A way we have never been before. There are mountains to climb, there are valleys to cross.
But before us there is an open door God is moving us on He has shown us the way A way we have never been before There are mountains to climb There are valleys to cross but before us there is an open door Oh rejoice in the Lord Oh rejoice in the Lord My people rejoice in the Lord Oh rejoice in the Lord Oh rejoice in the Lord my people rejoice in the Lord. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Are you doing Sidon look? Are you doing Sidon look? Let's see what God will do. Uh -uh, the numbers are climbing. Uh -uh. Let's see what God will do. No, 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 no. Ask God. Ask God, where is the direction of the Red Sea? I'm going to walk there by faith. What are the avenues open to me? Paul had never used his citizenship rights to get to Rome. Never. But it had always been there. I'd not seen Paul use courtesy call before. But he used it. What is it that God is showing you that you can use at this time? People will come to the knowledge of Jesus. Souls will still be saved. The revival God has spoken of will break out. It will not take the shape we may have been thinking before. No. But it will take place nonetheless. The numbers will be there. Talk to the Lord. Ask God to do a work in your heart. In the name of Jesus. But there is no way that the Lord can do a work in our hearts. Except we have surrendered our lives to him. And so if you are here. And you have not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. That is where to start from. And so can you just say this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. Thank you because I am a sinner. And despite that, you gave your life for me. I accept you into my life this morning to be my personal Lord and Savior. Put in me your life-giving spirit that I may live for you from today henceforth in the name of Jesus. And so gracious Father, we give you thanks because you have reminded us of the need to move ahead into revival. Despite the challenges that we may see on our way, the Red Seas, the mountains. Father, thank you, for we will truly move ahead by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. 
Father, if there be anything that has been holding us back, Lord, sometimes we say it is the lockdown. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that you will open our eyes of understanding, that we may truly see greater channels by which to minister your word, even to this dying world. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, even for your servant through whom you have spoken to us this morning. Replenish him. Renew strength and grace upon him. To your praise and glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Oh, in the morning, oh.